the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little explosion. Could be my jeggings I've got on from that Mondo-sized donut I ate before the show tonight. And here I posted on Instagram today a picture of a huge plate of watermelon bragging about how I see I eat my fruits and veggies. <laughs> and I take my balance in nature. I also eat my donuts. Yeah, 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 I do. It's all about a balanced diet. A balanced diet rounded out by my balance in nature. Hey, glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I am Andrea K, host of the Andrea K Show. Dynamite and address. Busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We are streaming live right now on Facebook at The Answer San Diego, as well as on the radio and all apps and all the different ways the kids are listening these days. However y'all listen, I love you. I appreciate you so much. 888-344-1170 if you want to call in. we got a balanced show for y'all tonight. We're talking about all of it. We're talking about the... Election that is 48 days away. Our friend Matt Boyle from Breitbart will be here to to tell us the truth because today, oh, it's like 2016 all over again. Where I'm old enough to remember how they predicted that Trump had no chance of winning and they're trying to play. Saying this. the same thing. They're saying the same thing again. So Matt Boyle is going to tell you all the state of the race, particularly out of Florida, which seems to be where, where the eyeballs are on today. Before that, we got to talk about the historic, speaking of eyeballs. Eyeballs were on the White House today and something that was absolutely, truly historic. And so we're going to talk about that with Robert Spencer, who is a, a, a security expert and foreign policy expert. And all, he's also author of, I think, the, uh, a book that's he's the perfect author to talk about this. His book is Rating America's Presidents. An America first look at who was best, who was overrated, and who was a complete disaster. And one of the things that I thought about today, when I saw President Trump there at the White House signing unprecedented, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, if that had been done by a Democrat today, we'd never hear the end of it. I mean, Obama, Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize for for doing what? Bringing the Muslim Brotherhood to the front row of a speech he gave in Cairo? What Trump did today was so historic, and I thought to myself, no wonder they hate him. You look at what he has managed to accomplish in spite of the full weight of both establishment parties going after him with a weaponized FBI and DOJ. Can't wait to talk to Robert Spencer. Um, but first, got to bring in my man here, who I love to talk about whatever topics, and he and I are going to break down and get into 
uh, a, a shocking, upsetting, distressing, disturbing coronavirus update and what's happening here in San Diego County. And don't think that if you live in San Diego that you, you don't live here, it doesn't matter to you because 27% of all unemployment claims in this country right now due to coronavirus are, are coming out of the state of California. And my man and I are going to talk about it later. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. DJ you can bet your bottom dollar we're going to keep fighting, and it's going to take every ounce of strength to not launch into what we are going to be talking about later on in the show because it just gets me all fired up inside. And we better be prepared to fight. We got that story is about civil disobedience potentially, and 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 finally some people in elected official capacity here in San Diego deciding it's time to fight back against the communism that is going on in the state of California with Gavin Newsom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But let me tell y'all, the reason why everybody, whether you live in San Diego, California, or or the state of California or not, what's happening here in California will be from from the businesses being shut down and lives destroyed under complete control and dictate to a communist dictator from uh, shutting off the power of senior citizens in a house that's 115 degrees because of the green energy boondoggles to fires and people bringing in noxious fumes because the enviro Nazis won't clear out and deforest every bit of it is what the entire country from uh, sheriff's deputies being ambushed and shot on the street and the lefties cheering for that. Every bit of every bit of, of that is going to be what this entire country is all about, and 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 but we're going to save that uh, the specifics of the coronavirus for later. But we got to, before we bring in Robert Spencer after the first break and talk about this incredible peace deal that was struck today. I was struck by here is a president and a non political. I mean, how many decades now since I was a little kid? I've been hearing about oh, we got to have peace. We got to have peace in the Middle East and and you know Menachem Begin. And when I was a little kid, it was Jimmy Carter was going broke his broker peace deal. Trump makes it look so darn easy. Well, it's what happens when you've got a businessman who's used to brokering deals with bigs all over the world and he's looking at it like a businessman. There's no political motive behind it. No political motive behind it except wanting to bring peace. He was asked today, our friend Tom DeBacaro says, uh, Trump was asked, you looking for the Nobel Peace Prize? He says, peace is the prize. It it took an outsider, a non-politician to try a different angle. Because oh, you know, and I tell you, you know who's angry today, speaking to Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter must be furious right now. Furious. Because what one of the things that made this a success, we'll get into some of the deets in a minute with, with Robert Spencer, is that he decided instead of trying to work with Israel and trying to force them to kowtow to the Palestinians, he'd bring some peace. He'd go, he'd go, he'd leave them to the side and he was going to go to the United Arab Emirates. Go to, I haven't heard of any Republican or any Democrat trying to take that. No. Tact. It takes an outsider and it takes somebody who, gen, and, and I'm also, I posted the, the video on my Facebook page. Of all these experts, I don't know where it came from. Thank you. I think I, I found it on Twitter. I would give credit, but I don't remember where I found it. Of uh, It was a compilation of all these supposed experts, including John Kerry and all these, uh, including Trump offic- former officials, all saying that when Trump came out and said, Jerusalem is the designated, recognized capital of Israel, we'll never be able to have any kind of peace in the Middle East. Never be able to have any. What Trump has managed to succeed shows that he is the man who is the uniter. What was what while he was signing these historic deals, what was Joe Biden doing? He was down in Florida continuing to spew the lie 
that the Atlantic already had to backtrack off of. The lie that President Trump called military people losers and suckers. He never said it. And why did the Atlantic have to back off? Because their unnamed anonymous sources couldn't back it up because the unnamed anonymous sources were refuted. 21 people who actually were there came out, including people who don't like Trump and said it never happened. And yet Joe Biden is in Florida trying to get military heroes to hate the commander in chief. It is not Donald Trump. Who is the divider? Donald Trump's MAGA message is was what in 2016? It was it was about the same message of unity that we had in 9-11 that we talked about with, with Brigitte Gabriel on September 11th. It was about patriotism, love of America, our flag uniting around the concept of America. And, why, and man, we were all America first back after 9-11 when that happened. All of us. It was all about love of country. It was about the fact we had both houses of Congress singing a Christian hymn on the steps. Our Judeo-Christian principles and values were defended at that time. We were Americans first, and it didn't have anything to do with all the ways that the, that the left likes to divide us. You know what makes me mad, Andrea? Yeah. Is when Trump was out there signing that historic deal, because yes, it is bipartisan, as you said. Mm-hmm. Almost every Democrat should have been there applauding him and saying, you yes. know what? Differences aside, job well done. Absolutely. And let me tell you, if you're, if you're a Jew, you explain to me how you can vote Democrat. I want to hear your explanation. One of the things that was pointed out today was how Benjamin Netanyahu, oh, Bibi, let's take a moment, <laughs> how he, this was the first time he was brought in through the front door. This is the kind of thing that happens when you don't have a Democrat president who's an anti-Semite who treated Benjamin Netanyahu like a termite, which is what Louis Farrakhan refers as to as Jews. This is the first president who actually cares enough to try to unite Americans around this country. Who doesn't, who looks at us all as Americans, not, not, it's the Democrats who literally divide us according to race, um, which is a man-made construct. I don't even believe in the concept of it. They divide us and not just among race, but the different divisions of race, gender. And now they got to divide us among gender because they got to come up with 30 different genders so that they can continue to divide. They divide us and foster hate uh, amongst all these different groups, race, age, gender. Are you a worker? Are you a business owner? And of course, if you're a business owner, you're to be hated. If you've got any kind of money, you're to be hated. They've done everything that they can to divide it. The Democrats have to divide Americans into their different groups and then foster hate and pit Americans against each other. What we had two sheriff's deputies, one of which is a Latina. I'm not sure about the, uh, the 24 year old yesterday, what, what he is, if he's caught. Okay. I'm not good at judging any of that background. But we know that that happened because the Democrat Party has been fostering hate against white people and against cops in this country. And I didn't hear Joe Biden today mention a word about those sheriff's deputies. That was a woman and a Latina, two of the identity groups that the Democrats pretend to care so much about. Trump is the uniter. The Democrat Party does everything they can all day, every day to foster hate between Americans. And that's why if you're conservative or you're a Republican and or both, not only do you need to adhere to those values, you need to stand up and you need to tell your friends, have your friends tell your friends, get up, be active because the Democrats aren't resting. Well, not only that, but you got I'm glad you brought that up. You need to point out you got somebody in your family who says Trump's a Nazi? Well, really? He's not a really very good one, given the peace right? deals that he brokered today. Oh, he's a white supremacist, not a very good one given the deal he brokered today. Really? 
You know, educate. He, he's an authoritarian. Um, really, I, it's it's not President Trump that's that's got uh, his his thumb and is and is threatening to to close down businesses at whim in the state of California. Oh, we'll talk about Gavin a little later. Yeah, we'll talk about him later. You want to continue to say that Trump is a racist and Trump's a white supremacist and Trump supporters are evil and fostering the violence? You you want to say that? You better be able to back it up because you can't. There's no evidence of it. There's no facts of it. The facts are on our side. And that's why the Democrats are doing everything they can to plan to steal the election. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring Robert Spencer in to bring some more clarity as to why this deal was so important for the United States of America and the world uh, today. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. We've got a, a loaded show tonight. We've got Robert Spencer with us now and then Matt Boyle from uh, Breitbart coming up. But we'll make some time for you guys if you want to call in a little bit later with anything that's on your mind. Um, what do you got? Here, here's a question for you guys to answer if you call in. What do y'all think about both Biden and Kamala Harris calling it the Harris-Biden ticket? I don't think... That that was a Freudian slip. I think that was a little nod and a little wink, wink out there uh, to the Not Democrats. Hard to piece at, together, Andrea. It's yeah. pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Robert Spencer may may want to weigh in on that as well. He's the author of the history of jihad and the Palestinian delusion, the catastrophic history of the Middle East peace process. He's led seminars for the FBI, the U.S. Central Command, U.S. Army Command, General Staff College, the Asymmetric Warfare Group, and the Joint Terrorism Task Force. I would say Mr. Spencer's qualified to talk about this peace deal today, as well as how it relates to how President Trump is doing as a president, because I told you before the break, he's also author of Rating America's Presidents, an America first look at who is best, who is overrated, and who was a complete disaster. Hello, Robert Spencer. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Great to be back, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you. So today... I, I, I could almost, first of all, I, I, everyone who knows me well knows that I absolutely love Benjamin Netanyahu. He is my first love and I will die crushing on that man. So anytime I get to see him, it's joy. <laughs> um, but to see what went down today, I thought was un, almost un, unbelievable to me. And if he were a Democrat, we would never hear the end of it. How do you think? Tell everybody. I mean, maybe my perspective is skewed. Give us your perspective on as an expert on this peace deal. How historic is it truly and what it means for us in the world? This is as historic as the Berlin Wall coming down. This is the end of one era and the beginning of another. Uh, remember that for uh, 70 years now, Israel has tried to make peace with its neighbors, and they have all rebuffed it. Um, that's what my book, The Palestinian Delusion, is all about, the, the, the intransigence that comes from the jihad imperative within Islam that has prevented any peace agreement from uh, taking hold. And Trump has bypassed all that. It's an extraordinary move that nobody else ever thought to do. And instead of trying to make some accord with the Palestinians who don't really want any accord, he's gone around them and gone to the other Muslim Arab states in the region and has gotten two. And he says five or six more coming. 
to make peace with Israel, which will completely change the situation. It already has. And eventually, most likely, force the Palestinians to make an accord because they're going to end up isolated otherwise. Um, I kind of joked kind of half-heartedly. I said, who's angrier today, Jimmy Carter or Hamas? Oh, wait, they're kind of the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's very true. Um, Okay, so let me ask you this, just to play, just to push back a little bit. I I can't remember who it was today. Um, One of the, from if it was the guy from Bahrain or UAE, who said that, that ultimately, though, the Palestinians will have to be brought in on this. Um, and ultimately, the success of this will hinge on an agreement with them as, or them getting a um, two-state solution. Your thoughts on that? Well, this is something that everybody has already offered, you know. Um, I don't think, personally, that the two-state solution is a wise deal or a real solution. But nonetheless, Netanyahu is signed on with it. Trump is signed on with it. Everybody wants it. And uh, so this is kind of a put up or shut up moment. It's the Palestinians who've been the obstacle to this. As a matter of fact, Trump's deal of the century gives them the state that they want, that they claim they want Mm -hmm. in uh, virtually all of the land that they had wanted, plus $50 billion in aid, which no country has ever received Mm -hmm. that much money from any other country. It's It's extraordinary. And they still turned it down and keep contempt on the deal. And so this is going to put a little bit more pressure on them. Uh, Obviously, uh, ultimately, they're going to have to choose between the religious imperative that has prevented peace all this time and the realities of the situation. And that's why it's really brilliant what Trump has done, because he's brought those pragmatic considerations that have been ignored thus far to the fore. We're talking to Robert Spencer, author of Rating America's Presidents, an America First look at who was best, who was overrated, and who was a complete disaster. We're we're um, 48 days away from a presidential election. Hopefully, God, God willing, that President Trump gets reelected. Um, how do you see? I, I think that what he has done, including today, this is a man whose family, his associates, everybody in his circle has been, still is, and will continue to be the targets of a weaponized deep state going after him. Uh, we've even still got that U.S. attorney, the Southern Southern District of New York, who, who and the, the left is determined to do what they can to bring him down. And this man is fighting all day, every day, Robert Spencer, for this country. His MAGA campaign in 2016 was what we rallied around post 9-11. How do you see him as um, a, as a success so far? And what do you want Americans to know about this president and what their choice should be going into the election? Well, he's uh, put America back on the footing that it ought to have been on all along, and that is putting America first. The America first principle has been misunderstood, misinterpreted, mispresented, lied about. Uh, a lot of people think that it has to do with nativism or racism or xenophobia or even anti-Semitism. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It's just what Trump said, that he's not president of the world. He's president of the United States, and he's going to behave that way and put the welfare of Americans first. Now, that ought to be common sense, but it has not been what presidents have done since Ronald Reagan and before that, since before World War II. Uh, Instead, an internationalist philosophy has taken hold that has ended up getting Americans committed into all kinds of foreign conflicts that don't really have a national interest for the United States. Trump has ended all that. 
and he has strengthened America uh, politically, militarily, and economically. And for that, all Americans should uh, vote to reelect him and owe him a debt of gratitude. I think actually the only way that he could lose in November, contrary to what the polls are claiming, is if the Democrats cheat, which, of course, they very may well uh, with all this mail-in voting nonsense. Yeah. Um, you know, Brett Biden today, at the time that Trump was signing this, these peace agreements, he was down continuing to propagate the lie that Trump called our military losers and suckers. It was President Trump who, after he got rid of Mattis, took out Soleimani. Mm-hmm. Iran is the largest state sponsor of terror, has killed more American soldiers over there in whatever conflict or war we're talking about than any other country. And it was Trump who took out the main dude, Soleimani. Today, Trump said or, or, or indicated, I think he flat out said, yeah, I wanted to take out Bashar Assad and Mattis didn't want to go along with it. Um, that would have been extraordinary had he done that. Well, if at the time of taking out Assad, uh, when, when Obama was talking about that, the only beneficiary would have been ISIS. And so it, w- it would have been a big mistake for Obama to have uh, taken out Assad. He, it's a good thing that he was restrained. Uh, but Mattis is just another one of the exponents of these endless wars that don't have any real American interest. And I think actually the idea of taking out Assad is a primary example of that. I'm not saying Assad's a good guy. Uh, it's quite the contrary. But we can't fix everybody's bad government all around the world. It's not our responsibility. We need instead to fix America's own crumbling infrastructure and take care of our own people. How, tell us uh, quickly, one of my other things that I, I, I pondered today was how quickly John Kerry was on a flight over to Iran. Um, we know that uh, if the Harris-Biden ticket were to uh, end up victorious after stealing it, they're going to get a, they're going to go, you know, continue to suck up uh, to Iran and continue to facilitate their nuclear deal. Um, how do you see Iran going forward? They're they're kind of um, been marginalized. How does this fit? And let me ask you this way. We're right off of 9-11 and it galls me every year that people do this hashtag never forget. We have completely forgotten what happened in 9-11. Yeah. It's not even mentioned. We you we we obviously forgotten because we've got Rashida Tlaib in Congress as well as Ilhan Omar. How does this fit in in terms of the war on terror and war on Islamic terror, this, these peace deals today? Well, it's a huge impetus against Islamic terror because you're talking about countries that have been hostile in the past and have allowed for Islamic jihad terror activity uh, and that have been also turning against it. In many ways, uh, for example, the UAE several years ago declared the Muslim Brotherhood and its subsidiaries like the Council on American Islamic Relations to be terrorist groups, which is something the United States has not done. And so uh, these are countries that have experienced Islamic terror, have had many people who are in favor of Islamic terror, and now they are turning in a different direction. The more uh, nations that join in with them, especially Saudi Arabia, the Saudis actually do this then the wind is is very much out of the sails of the whole Islamic Jihad movement for this generation. Now, that's why Iran, which, of course, is a chief sponsor of terror around the world today, uh, that's why they have so much riding on this election and why uh, they are working to get Biden into the White House or Harris or whoever uh, and uh, actually uh, dealing with in real election meddling, contrary to the fictions about Russia that we've been pounded with all these years. uh, They're really working uh, now 
to get Biden into the White House, and that's because they want to restore the status quo ante, the the world situation in during the Obama years, in which mm-hmm. they were coddled and praised and aided by the United States and uh, its European allies, and were using the money that was showered upon them to help jihad groups like Hezbollah and Hamas. Yeah, here's the difference between uh, Obama and Trump. Trump's Trump's get, getting peace peace deals going on over there. Um, with allies to protect Israel and, and, and Western civilization in the United States, the Obama administration was giving how much hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, of laundered taxpayer money over to Iran to help fund their nuclear ambitions as they chanted death. To, they chant death to America every day. And Ahmadinejad said, I think on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, it was his goal and his mission to wipe Israel and America off the map. America needs to remember 9-11 and remember the threats that we face uh, around the world. They still exist, even even though Black Lives Matter and all this other nonsense is meant to distract us and make us make us look here and hate ourselves and take our eye off the ball. Uh, we we still have this Islamic terror threat that we face. And um, uh, people need to remember 9-11 when they go to vote. Um, your or, Robert Spencer's organization, his website is jihadwatch.org, and you can find out more about him there and his books. And I thank you for being here, Robert Spencer. A pleasure. Thank you. All right. Now, we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Matt Bull from Breitbart. The polls are saying Trump's losing Florida. It's all about FLA. We're going to talk to Matt when we come back. More Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. On the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're in the process of trying to track down Mr. Matt Boyle with us, our buddy from Breitbart News. Um, hopefully, we're going to get him on the line here. Um, I see my man, Potato Scans. Here's what's happening while he's working on that. Here's what's happening in San Diego. Uh, Across the state of California, y'all remember that uh, Gavin Newsom had come up with his color-coded coronavirus reopening plan. Well, basically what it is is it's a permanent shutdown plan because there is no way that any county could ever effectively reopen. It's kind of like Arizona, where they did the same thing in Arizona. They put so much, uh, such a restriction on, they shifted from mortality rate to case count. And with ridiculous case count expectations that you could only have, like in Arizona, they're never going to have a complete reopening unless they have, uh, uh, they have, I, I, I don't remember how long, a 28 day period with no new positive case counts. Well, that's impossible, particularly since. They're uh, demanding uh, COVID testing. Well, that's uh, then at, shortly after Arizona announced that plan. That's when Gavin Newsom came out with his color coded plan. And it's basically the same thing here in San Diego County, where we have had a minuscule number of people get at, We have four million, about four million residents in San Diego County. After seven months, we have had 40,000 cases out of four million people. And 700 deaths. And we know that the case count and we know that that death count is seriously inflated. Even and, then, I think comparatively, San Diego's done very well. Well, we have. Even, even if you believe those numbers, which, which we don't, because we know that they've been falsifying the death count. We know that they, we know that the positivity, uh, these positive, 
uh, case counts are inflated. For example, we know that about the false positives. We also know that included in the positive counts are people that have to retake the test over and over and over until they get a negative in order to go back to work. Now we find out on top of it that here in San Diego, when uh, 400 out of, I think San Diego State has 30,000 students, 400 have tested positive for coronavirus. Not one of them has gone to the hospital. But on that basis alone, they're now going to require all San Diego State students to take a coronavirus test. Now, we are currently at, right now, we're at the purple tier in San Diego, which means we have a 10% uh, capacity, I think, for some indoor businesses, yes. 25% capacity for um in in for indoor dining purple we, or red we're at, we're at purple we've got 7.9% case rate i think it is um when when we need to stay for to even stay at the purple we need to be at 7% and i know that this is confusing and it's intentionally so it's intentionally confusing um so now they're saying that we've got one more week to get below 7% or we're going to be completely shut down again we are already at a at, at full economic collapse on many industries. At the point to where, even where we're at right now, we can't sustain this, and most industries can't. Whether we're talking about hair salons, anything related in gyms, um, salons, massage, any any indoor business, particularly restaurants and bars. So we had uh, we have one person. On one San Diego County supervisor, Jim Desmond, where we've reached out to him, he finally said, enough's enough. We, uh, he's hearing from hundreds of businesses, uh, obviously, in, in the city and uh, county of San Diego, who are saying, we, can, we can't sustain the business at 50% capacity, let alone at 25%. And now we've got Gavin Newsom with his ridiculous, unsustainable, one-size-fits-all, unimaginable I don't even have enough words to express how mind-numbingly moronic it is to use a case count that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Because if you get 400 students at San Diego State, and not all one of, of the age range where they're not going, they're they're going to be just fine. We have a 99.96 percent recovery rate. Why are we even looking at case count at this point? We were told six months ago that the shutdowns were supposed to be for one reason only. To prevent hospitals from being overwhelmed, to flatten give us the curve. flatten the curve, to give us an opportunity as a country uh, with the federal government working at the st- with the states to make sure that we had enough PPE for the healthcare workers and enough ventilators for the healthcare workers, and to make sure that we didn't have our hospitals overwhelmed. Now it had to shift in order for these commie dictators to be able to continue to have complete control over our businesses. It has completely shifted to case count and positivity rate. So hat tip to Jim Desmond. He what he did as San Diego County supervisors was he issued a um, he issued a, a, asked for a asked for a, a motion for the county supervisors today. He he issued uh, what's it called? He entered a motion for a vote for the San Diego County. Go, you know what? We're just not going to follow these state guidelines. We're just not going to follow these state guidelines. And he couldn't get it was uh, he couldn't get one vote. Christine Gaspar, who I believe is a Republican, she said that she was concerned. Let me see what her statement was here. 
she said that she supports the concept of gaining more local control, but she warned that turning her back on Sacramento could mean the loss of tens of millions in CARE Act dollars, which were allocated to the county from the state. So let me get this right, Christine Gaspar, as I feel like I need to jab myself in the eyeball to stop the pain. You don't want to allow businesses to be reopened and allow them to get revenue and income from their businesses. You want to keep them shut down because if you allow them to reopen and and earn a living, they might not get a government dole. They might not get a check from the government. Does that make sense to you? Oh, it makes sense. And that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's communism. We're going to keep businesses shut down. Because otherwise, they won't get a government check. They won't get their government cheese, Christine Gaspar. They won't get that stale slice of government bread. That's supposed to be a Republican? Nancy Pelosi says she's going to keep the house open until they get a deal. I don't want a deal. I want businesses to be reopened. I want them to be able to use what little shred business owners, what any money that they might have left from the PPP to be able to buy their inventory for their businesses, knowing that without thinking that Gavin Newsom's going to turn, be turning right around the next day with his dimmer switch and shut it off again. You know, I know businesses, Andrea, that have been open and closed about three times. I don't know if they can handle another shutdown. They can't. They can't even handle the 25% capacity right now and stay in business for long. They, 50, 50% is not enough to keep most of these businesses in line. And now you're going to shut them down again? And the reason is because you, because they're not going to get their, their piece of government cheese? That doesn't even make sense to me. That's the insanity that we've got going on with both of these parties. The way to solve this problem is to get the government... Stop. And you know what? I am so sick. We've got we've got another local station here in town that pretends to be conservative. And I am so sick of hearing them all day long. Suck up to Gavin Newsom, Nathan Fletcher and the San Diego County, Wilma Wooten and all of them and actually quoting those numbers. And, and well, we got to wait and see what what Wilma Wooten and the county is going to tell us we can do and we'll update you guys now. What we should be doing is we should be joining with Jim Desmond. We should have we should have just an I totally support and I may get in trouble for saying this, but it is time that we take our county and our state back. If you're a small business owner and if we all join together and I would happy to support if all the small businesses, if all the restaurants decided to get together, everybody with the indoor service and said we are opening our doors. uh, Somebody else in the San Diego County uh, said that. uh, somebody named Landberg uh, said Angela Landberg is the executive director of North Park Main Street, and she didn't like the idea of Jim Des- Desmond. This is this is also how insane some of the business owners are, uh, because she's concerned about enforcement of safety rules and who's going to enforce the safety rules if not for the city and, and county. We don't need safety rules. It's called freedom. As that judge in Pennsylvania said, it is, it is unconstitutional for these governors to be using coronavirus or using public health as an excuse to deny people their constitutional rights. We have a right to assemble. We have a right to run our businesses. We have a right to go wherever we want into this country. And it is not appropriate or constitutional for any government official to be laying out, to be to be controlling your means of production. Why are you as a business owner or any business association supporting the notion that there should be any enforcement from the government on anybody wearing facial coverings or sitting six feet away from each other? 
Wake up. You want to run you want to run your business or not? It is time that we have freedom in this state, in this county, in this country. That means no masks. That means no six foot distancing mandates. If you're a business and you want to wear one or required of your employees, fine. The solution is and always will be freedom. And it is guaranteed to us by our Constitution. And we must find a way to push back against these dictators, whether they're at the county supervisor level, level, whether they're in the sheriff's office, whether they're the governor's office. This country's livelihood is at stake. I'm going to take a break before I lose my voice and my mind. We'll pick this up on the other side. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I about busted a gut on that when I was so mad. Skins, I, was about I couldn't ready even to run in some uh, emergency <laughs> medication or something. Well, you were even madder about this before the show than oh, I, I was. was. No, I, and, and I'm furious because I is it a real virus? Yes, it is a real virus. Is it overblown? Insanely, and I'm tired of government saying, you know, we can do what we want so that we can, you know, we we can control your lives like we've always wanted to at the expense of people's livelihoods and being able to take care of their families. Families, uh, you know, they're insane, and this is this has got to be stopped. And people have to stand up now, or there will be no standing up ever. Yeah, you know, um, there was articles been coming out the past couple of days about more people leaving California now than coming. Oh, it's in. insane! Pe- people are done. It is, and but I have to hope that they don't go to some other state like Texas or well, Georgia. And you're hearing a lot of that, and that's why they're saying Texas and Idaho not as red as it used to be because they're coming from here. Yeah, you know, if you're leaving California because you're sick of this kind of of Democrat lunacy that is going on, then please pay attention to why you're leaving. If you're going to have to pack up your family and move. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. Uh, You know, I I heard somebody say, well, we're just going to have to get rid of these politicians. Well, there's other options that that to me is is not the solution. We still need to do the recall. But I think the idea and uh, and that's another local host who pretends to be conservative. The idea that we're just supposed to sit back and comply and play nice. That's what Jim Desmond said. It's time. The time for playing nice is over because literally people's lives have been destroyed. Already. And we're talking suicide, drug abuse. The mental health in California right now is bleak. Yeah. Somebody jumped recently off the Coronado Bridge. And and, and one of the things I thought of, I wondered, was that somebody who's who's lost their business? The long-term effects of this are just staggering um the the real estate industry has a lot of people have bought i mean it, it, the interesting thing is um there are some people that are now saying that don't be fooled by how hot the the buy the um by uh, the seller's market's been uh, i i don't I'm, i need to bring my friend julie mills brennan back on she's the real estate expert um People have been buying homes like crazy. The average cost of a home has actually been going up on San Diego County. And then I saw in Wall Street Journal, I think it was yesterday, said, hold up, people, because, you know, California, with the state of what's going on with the businesses here and these ongoing shutdowns, 
you might want to think before you buy a home right now with what's going on. I'm not an expert. I think that what I think long term, it's always good to buy, to buy a home. You, oh, sure. It is. You know, don't don't th- to me, you know, you know, I'm obsessed with real estate and I love homes. What I would say about that is as long as you don't if you're not desperate to, to not thinking you're doing a flip and don't think you're going to need need to sell in the next year or so. It's same rules apply. Um but we, I think that the idea that we're just going to sit back and hope that Gavin Newsom is going to be recalled or think or wait till some next election a couple of years from now, that's too late. Don't I, wait for the magic pill, guys. We can't wait for the magic pill. I, I think it was somebody on the show actually when it came uh, who said and might have been Kurt Schlichter who said when it came to this, who lives up in L.A., he's like, why is anybody waiting for the Calvary to ride in and save us? I think it was Schlichter that said that. Yeah, he's like, there's nobody in a white hat who's going to ride in on a, on a white horse and save the state. we got to be prepared to do it for ourselves. And I don't understand why. It's kind of like, it, it goes back to Cuba. When I was a kid, I've told this story so many times, I can remember asking my dad, Daddy, I don't understand. There's how many citizens down there and, and what percentage of people in government, why don't they just take their country back? And my dad tried to explain to me the mindset of how um, people adapt and to their captors. And they end up adjusting to being uh, submissive and being under control. And then and you talk about the along. RNC story, how we had that such a powerful speech. And, you know, we're seeing this same thing play out here that happened in Cuba. It, it, people look at history. Yeah. And the, the solution is not to be submissive. The solution is uh, to, to rise up against it. And we've and we're we're reaching out to Jim Desmond because I want to get somebody on from. We've got one person on the San Diego County Supervisors. One, I'm not hearing. It's a Kevin, shame that there's only one. Kevin Faulkner, the mayor of San Diego, was he was out there on the beaches on the on the on the mic. Remember when they shut the beaches? You couldn't even go sit on a beach in San Diego County. And the Republican mayor was on a bullhorn on a lifeguard tower, telling people not to sit down and get oh, off the beaches. My butt was trying to hit a bench, and the police were driving by. To, you can't do that. Yeah. And at the and at that point, we already knew that this was something that affected seniors with comorbidities, and we knew at that point that it wasn't spread outside, let alone somebody sitting by themselves on a beach. You couldn't even sit in a beach chair by yourself, even with a mask on, and that was according to the Republican mayor of San Diego. So we need to be thinking about what we can do to push back. And if I had a business, if I was a gym owner. I'd be I'd be doing like those dudes in, in New Jersey, at least they declared themselves an election um, central that was so awesome. office. Yeah, they said, oh, uh, we're we're an election office for such and such representative and kind of like Trump. I think at one of his rallies, uh, you know, they, people held signs saying that they were um, a protest. I think we need more of these uh, election headquarters. Yeah, um, you know, the I don't know. The state of the movie, uh, you're really into movies, Potato Skins, and that's one that they, that just reopened. Just re- we what? Within I was two so excited. Ago? I've been to the movies four times in the last week and a half, and they've never been more clean. I mean, they are spick and span. There's not a lot of people in them, and now I have to worry about not being able to go again. Yeah. This is not just about, this is about conditioning, I don't have time with with the, the the time that we have left to get into the psychological um, 
the psychology of what's going on. But from the beginning, there was a whole lot of games going to manipulate our minds for control and to condition us, to condition you for submission, to condition you for compliance, to get you to go along with it, to, 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 give, to give you a little bit of freedom and then take it away. Stand up, people. To, yeah. And, and, and they're playing games on us, and we got to be prepared to stand up and push back. Our future depends on it. Love you all. See you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time.